You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. But part of the excitement being here is on September 3rd, Oregon and Georgia will play in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium as you look to the end of the season or towards the end of the season. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl will host one of the college football playoff semifinals on December 31st. Looking back, when we wrapped up in Indianapolis... Georgia's football team won the third consecutive national championship in football by an SEC team, and just because it's fun to remember, LSU in 2020, excuse me, 2019, Alabama in 2020, and Georgia in 2021, or at least those seasons. I thought that was great. That would be my, my talking point about how excited we are about the quality of competition, and then I was reminded that members of this conference from 2007 to 2010 Only had the commissioner of the most powerful, influential conference in all of sports could lead by talking about Jess Bacoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That particular part 
of his initial comments was just about the strength of the SEC. And he could have gone on an hour about the strength of the SEC. He went back and then recounted the days where I think the SEC won seven in a row or something like that. But anyway, that's just to demonstrate that the SEC media days are underway in Atlanta. And that, of course, is the huge story uh, on the Jay Barker Show. And welcome to the show. Jay's on vacation. Matt and Lars are in the studio along with others. But it's not a shame, but... SEC Media Days will dominate all sports in this state over the next week. But it's a little bit of a shame because two other sports, Lars, the World Games and what I thought was a really good open, I guess they're going to kind of take a backseat to that. Yeah, they are. It's all about the SEC Media Days. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting that Greg Sankey worked hand-in-hand with Mike Sly for years and Mike was known for peppering his annual kickoff address at the SEC Media Days with these great illusions, right? It could be Mark Twain. It could be Star Wars. It could be James Baldwin. It could be Muhammad Ali. And Sankey, in that same tradition, made the allusion to Jeff Spicoli. And uh, he actually went over quite a bit of uh, important information uh, and, um, and, you know, just starting with um, that uh, in the spring meetings that the SEC coaches were unanimous when saying boosters should not be a part of the NIL process. I think we all can agree with that. Um, he said it wasn't up to him if Texas and Oklahoma could come earlier than 2025. Uh, that, that's a matter for the Big 12. And uh, this was uh, interesting to me. You know, Greg went up to Washington to meet with members of Congress to try to get a federal legislation passed on a NIL solution so that there's uniformity on name, image, and likeness. And uh, Greg said that, look, he didn't expect this Congress to make the move given the fact that it's a midterm election and uh, and really what his his reasoning for going to Washington was to lay the groundwork for the future. And I think that that's a really wise move because this is going to be a long term process, Matt. And um, and, you know, and then he also just went on as it was asked or he spoke about uh, if the SEC was looking to expand beyond 16 teams. And he said that they were, quote, attentive to the situation, but uh, also said that he's comfortable with 16 right now. I don't know if it's possible. I mean, you want this to happen, and I understand Sankey's point, but I don't know how you keep boosters out of it now. I mean, that toothpaste is out of the tube. How do you get that back in? They're already heavily involved in these collectives. They are giving millions of dollars, and it's already being dispersed. I mean, I don't know, unless you get Congress involved, if you can get the toothpaste back in the tube. But that's another, uh, is the word pipe dream. I don't think you're going to get Congress involved in this. And, in fact, sometimes I think maybe you shouldn't. Man, our government's got far bigger things to worry about than football. Oh, absolutely. I I, I agree with you, but I I just don't see how there's going to be a a solution on, uh, you know, from... The Carolinas to California, you know, because all all the states have different different laws, different guidelines. And um, but but I agree. I mean, you know, this isn't going to be easy uh, and we'll just have to see how it all shakes out. One other thing that he mentioned, he said that he was blindsided by USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten. 
that just tells you how good they did of keeping a lid on it in the Big Ten. Because we, you and I both know, the, the power brokers in college football, it's a very small community. And like any small community, they talk, they gossip, they know what's going on. And the fact that Greg wasn't aware of this was surprising to me. It's surprising to me, too. But I certainly understand why. That's the last person in college football you would have wanted to know. Another thing that I thought was very insightful that, quite honestly, I hadn't thought of to this extent. You just mentioned from state to state, the NILs just running in, in 15 different directions, okay? There needs to be a solution to that. There, there needs to be some kind of universal rule here because, as he pointed out, and I liked this, he said, you know, if, if you're a high school senior or junior, and you're looking where you're going to extend your playing career, get your ed- education, etc. You and your family are going to consider, and I am very, very broad brush paraphrasing what he said, but the point is clear, that the kids and their families can't just suddenly start looking at every state's rules. So he's getting an offer from Texas A&M, and he's getting an offer from Florida. Well... The rules in those states are totally different, but the parents trying to seek what's best for their student and the student likewise, they got to go through all that. And Sankey said that's a, that's way too much to put on the student athlete and their family. Yeah, and um, no easy solutions. And uh, I apologize if you can hear my kids talking in the background. I have all, all three of them here today, Lincoln, Autumn, and Farah, and uh, it looks like a daycare gone wild in here didn't take long. uh no it didn't I, I, uh, but, i'm but sorry listen, about that i kept my grandkids weekend. <laughs> i understand totally um but uh yeah you know uh nil is going to dominate the discussion this week at the sec media days it's going to dominate the discussion at all the different conference media days and um, it may just take athletic directors coming together. I mean, I, I just don't know because there's not a singular body that is really in control of anything now. Uh, I think the best we could hope for is that the Big Ten and the SEC, the two most powerful conferences, clearly, uh, they agree. And you get the ACC as well and the Big 12. You get everybody just to agree to play by the same rules. You know, and and you get boosters out of the. Of a Texas A&M assistant coach. Those are the guys that are going to pay you. And and, and who knows what uh, what the players who have agents, what the agents are negotiating for the on behalf of the player. You you bring up a very good point because maybe you can't. Get everybody to do it state to state. Maybe you cannot get our government involved, Congress and that kind of stuff. Do it through the conferences. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then it really doesn't matter if you're what state you're in. Uh, by the way, if, if you're LSU and you're in Louisiana and you're a member of the SEC, here's here's your rule book. That's, that's a very good point, Lars. Yeah. You should be commissioner <laughs> because Sankey's going to be the czar. I think Sankey will be. And then I think uh, this is just this is what little birdies are telling me that uh, Greg Byrne could be in line to be the next head commissioner of the yeah, SEC. Yeah. Oh, our birds must fly in the same yard. Uh, I've heard that, too. And by the way, 100%, I don't care if it's 
sounds like a home or whatever, 100% from my perspective, that's exactly the way they should go. Has that ever happened before where uh, an AD from a school in the SEC has gone on to be commissioner? Because you would think it would be a conflict of interest. But but you and I have both heard that same thing. Those are the same, like, whispers. I just, I just don't know if uh, the other other the other schools would go for it. 13 or soon 15, yeah, 15 if the other schools would agree with it. By the way, uh, as we go to break, I'll give you the lineup for the remainder of the day as Commissioner Greg Sankey has taken the mic and walked away, took several questions, a lot of questions. But uh, coming up literally in about 10 minutes, the brand-new head coach at LSU, Brian Kelly, will be hitting the podium in the main room there in Atlanta. Then uh, a couple hours later, and I... I will make an effort to list Lane Kiffin. I mean, that's always entertaining. Always. And I like Eli Drinkwitz. I do, too. I think he's a good guy, and he communicates very well. Um, he's got a very difficult task, though. He's got to get the Tigers is, back. Is, is Brian Kelly going to affect the Cajun accent? Somebody asked that this morning when I was listening to another show. And I was going to say, is anybody going to walk up there and ask him about that? Or more importantly, going to... Hey, Coach, would you dance for us? You know what? It's easy to make fun of these little things that he's been doing. My, I, I have the sense that he's going to get LSU back on track in a major way, and I think he'll win a national championship at LSU before all is said and done. Whoa, you heard it here first. <laughs> That's hardly breaking news. He's got so much talent around him, and he's an excellent recruiter. He is. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show with Lars and Matt back in just a moment. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A partially sunny sky this afternoon, scattered showers and storms around through the evening hours. The high today, 93, tonight's low, 73. For tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and thunderstorms by afternoon. The high at 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Lars Anderson, Jay, is uh, Zach Brown's song. He's putting his toes in the sand or something like that. He, however, understands the importance of SEC Media Days, in particular SEC Media Days when it comes to the University of Alabama, which is his alma mater. So he is going to join us tomorrow. Um, We'll all gather around the radio or the SEC streaming, and we'll watch Nick as it 10.05 10.05 our time tomorrow. And then Jay will join us and certainly we'll discuss what Saban and hopefully his players have to say. But once again, today at the podium is Brian Kelly, LSU, Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss at 2.30. 12.30, 2.30, and then just before 4, Eli Drinkwitz will take the podium as well over in Atlanta. Now, Lars, just for maybe this segment and this segment alone, um, you want to talk a little bit about the Open? Sure. Um, and Cameron, I watched Saturday just very quickly in my mind. He hit a horrible tee ball, and he was at the very edge of uh, one of those pothole bunkers. 
to where he could stand in the bunker and swing his club like a baseball bat. And he was tr- he tried to make the green from like 130 yards, 50 yards out. Well, he hit it right into a bunch of that brush, they call, and, and made a situation, a bad situation worse. Then he didn't do real well with that. He ended up with a double bogey. And, and you could see him get deflated. You could also immediately say, hear him say, why did I do that? Then yesterday after his round, he said, why did I do that? But Sunday, he was able to put all of that behind him and come from four shots down to win in a really difficult situation because I don't know how many people were there. A couple of hundred thousand. Well, 199,000 of them were pulling for Rory McIlroy. And he was in it till the very end. It kind of an errant tee shot, then missed the green. And then it appear, appeared at that time the Claret Jug was going to go to Australia's Cameron Smith. And he's been on the cusp here for so long, Lars. Didn't you just feel like it's a matter of time? Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I love his game. I love his game. Yep. And he, he, he's aggressive. I uh, love the mullet. love the stash. Uh, <laughs> I like everything about him. Um, I think Rory McIlroy... It was his tournament to lose, to or and he, and he played not to lose. I think he uh, just he, he I don't know he just he looked different uh, coming down the stretch than he had all week long. I agree, and you ju- you could see it in his body language. He didn't look comfortable, and um, that was really surprising because he's a he's a major champion. And um, and and he'd been just playing outstanding golf all all week long. He went in as the odds-on favorite, and uh, looked like he was going to capitalize on that, especially when he took the lead. Uh, I don't know three or four uh, shots or three or four holes into the final round. Um, but um, he just he he looked like he just tightened up, and when you tighten up in golf. You lose your accuracy, lose the ability to hit the ball straight, and as uh, as much as uh, you know, you need to hit it straight on any course, but especially when you're playing links golf, and and um, and it, it was a, a real disappointing effort. And this is going to be one I think that haunts Rory for a while because he really had it. It was there for the taking for yeah, Rory McIlroy. It sure was, uh, and and everything fit perfectly. The course he loved, the fans loved him, and he was on his he was on his game. Um, it just didn't happen, but I think that uh, eventually he will uh, probably win this tournament again. I, I, I think what may be very very high on his list is to win the Masters. Um, that would comp- complete his slam. I, I, now that I think about it, when I was watching yesterday, really he hasn't. But he hasn't. I know. And he's also emerged as a real leader of the yeah. PGA Tour, uh, being very outspoken in uh, his criticism of uh, the Live Tour, uh, outspoken in his criticism of the players who took the money and ran to the Live Tour. And, um, you know, I, I thought that this would have really been a fitting moment for Rory to emerge truly as the as the leader as the voice of the pga tour and in a way almost replacing tiger 
you know, uh, there, or, or, or Phil, you know, whoever you want to say has been the leader uh, the, of the players uh, for the last uh, two decades. Um, I think this was Rory's chance to really emerge as that player, and he just didn't do it. Um, but I still, you know, I, I, I admire him. Um, just, uh, yeah, very, very surprising that uh, he came up. Uh, he came up short. Lars, uh, another note um, is that Sergio Garcia, who openly criticized the PGA and immediately decided he would go play on the Live Tour. And I haven't done a deep dive into this particular story, but it leads, he's now left the DP Tour, which is Europe's equivalent of the PGA. Mm-hmm. So he has pretty much just said, okay, I'm going to play Live Tour. So he's going to play eight tournaments a year? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of these guys, as they're getting into kind of the winter of their careers, they don't want to be out there grinding away. I mean, and the PGA Tour is that. It's just that. And if you're going to be playing on the European Tour and the PGA Tour, it's a lot of golf. It's a lot of travel. It's a lot of hotels. It's a lot of time being away from family, a lot of time being away from home. And it's hard. I mean, you know, just me uh, on a personal level, you know, I spent the better part of 15 years on the road, basically four days a week, and it just uh, it wears you out, and it it ruins relationships, it it damages friendships. I mean, it, it's it's all this personal stuff that you're aware of too. I mean, you you've spent plenty of time on the road, Matt. Not, not that much, but, but, I it, have. but it's it's uh, it's hard. Uh, and uh, look, you ever it, use, do you ever go to the wrong room? Yes. I mean, I've I've put the key in. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, we ought to, when this week is over, we ought to do a deep dive into travel on the road because, uh, man, it is different. It's a yeah. totally different I've, I've really put myself in some bad situations. Yes, but, Lars, here, here's, the, here's the thing. Lars Anderson can now travel from here to the moon and back on his frequent flyer. <laughs> that is true. So that's, that's a good boy. Uh, that's a good thing. All right. I do want to uh, get into, I, I know we have a guest coming up. but uh, Yeah, let me give the I, guest line yeah. up here real quick. Because coming up at 1245, those of you that listen to Tide know this man very well. Does an excellent afternoon drive job uh, on Tide 100.9. Brian Fowler will join us. He's in Atlanta. So he was there when Sankey spoke. And um, he's going to break away from Brian Kelly and join us. And then at 115, Steve Irvine from 1819 website, 1819 News is going to join us and kind of recap the world games. Uh, very, very significant event. The only thing I've heard really about complaints was last night in the closing ceremonies, Lionel Richie sang three songs, and it took 45 minutes to set up. <laughs> yeah, and uh, hey, I, I, I took my kids to Corf Ball on Saturday, and then on Sunday we went out for a canoe polo. And I got some great stories from both of those. Oh, way to go on the weekend with the chilling. Oh, uh, that's off. And, and it's a roll of the dice when you take three kids under the age of sec- six by yourself out anywhere. But uh, we did it. It was well, a lot of fun. Especially in public uh, and, and, and in open areas like that where they can get away from you. Uh, but that's, oh, God. Yeah, we'll I, I'm that. looking forward to getting into that a little bit later in the program. Because uh, that's very cool. Anything else for the weekend before we hit our bottom of the hour break you want to bring up uh, from World Games or from the Open? 
I mean, yeah. I mean, if you, if you want, I can get into both the the, the corf ball story and the. And we can the, do that on the other side of the break because right, I'd really like side. to hear it. Yeah, let's and do it we, on the other side. But uh, yeah, for the most part, it was it was a really good weekend uh, with the kiddies, and they enjoyed the World Games. And also, every event I went to sold out. I mean, not, I shouldn't say sold out, but it was hard to find a seat. It was hard to find a seat, even at water uh, or at uh, canoe polo. It was hard to find a seat. It was just crazy, crazy. Where was Canoe Polo? Uh, Cityplex out by Crossplex. Crossplex. Yeah, sorry. out, out and, by uh, Leeson Field, five points west. Yeah. Um, that's the first time you've ever been to that facility. Yeah. Did it kind of blow you away? Totally blew did, me did away. You have like, that, like, this where, is where, Birmingham where did moment. This come from? <laughs> uh, I've, I've done several events from out there, and still right off of go. like Inslee Avenue. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it is. It's VIR, uh, Birmingham International Raceway. You should be out there, too. Thanks for deciding to turn it into a parking lot. Uh, when we get back, more on curfball. Is that what it's called? Corfball. Corfball. Um, and, of course, another note from SEC Media Days. Uh, there's a pun in here somewhere. I just can't keep I can't deliver it. Uh, but it's about a new sponsor. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O. Back on the Jay Barker Show. Matt Bars, Alex Bellman is in the studio with us. Coming along here in a little while uh, to give us our triple A. Meantime, uh, Ryan Fowler will be joining us from Atlanta from the SEC Media Days in just a few minutes. And then uh, after one, Steve Irvine, a longtime sports writer here in Birmingham and out on the West Coast, will be joining us and uh, we'll talk about the World Games. I want to talk about the World Games just a little bit more with you. Watching some of the video that Josh Smith put up, and uh, it was the uh, new Polo. It's that's intense. A, that's a big, you know, it, it's uh, about the size of a kayak, right? Yeah. Uh, They're all in kayaks. Well, and, you could, uh, uh, do, it, do they bump around a lot? They do. They slam into each other. Um, so, so yeah. All right. So, Corf Ball. And, and, and look, we're going to spend the vast majority of this show on the SEC and the SEC Media Days. But just to wrap a bow here on the World Games, Saturday, took my kids to Corf Ball, and uh, we ended up walking through security with the team from Chinese Taipei. And, um, and Lincoln wore his, his number is seven. And we walked in with number seven. And uh, he's introduced as a starter. Chinese Taipei is playing Belgium. So, of course, we're going for Chinese Taipei. And number seven's name is Zhang Zhu Jing. Good job. And uh, in, in, in Corf Ball, 
is basically you're you're trying to uh, it's a 12 foot high like little bucket that you're trying to get the ball into has no uh backboard and you can't dribble or anything but Zhang Zhuji he nailed like a 30 footer just to start the game and Lincoln was going crazy we're all going crazy <laughs> uh we you know we remembered his name cuz the name just sort of flows off the lips and pretty soon, uh, the people around us were all cheering for Zhang Zhuji. And uh, we turned everybody into, uh, into uh, Chinese Taipei fans. Uh, and uh, the kids were able to last for a half. You know, we're there, we're there an hour. And, uh, and then we moved on. Um, ended up sort of walking the entire length of City Walk. And as I've mentioned, and you've, you've mentioned too, it's just, it, it is wonderful. Uh, the, it's the best skateboard park, skate park. Uh, in the southeast, and uh, again, I think that will allow Birmingham to perhaps uh, put a bid in for X Games in the future, uh, national skateboarding competitions, I think, in the future. Uh, and then on Sunday, we went to uh, canoe polo, and essentially, uh, it's guys in canoes or kayaks, and um, and you have a ball. And you, you pass it to, between one another a little bit like, uh, 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 what am I thinking of? Water, water polo. Water polo. Yeah, water polo. And, uh, and then there's a net that is a square uh, and um, it's uh, elevated about eight feet. And there's a goalie, and the goalie can raise his paddle to block the ball. Ah. All right. Okay, so it, is, um, it was uh, Spain... It was, just, it was just the bronze medal match, and it was uh, gosh, who was it? It was it was Spain against Italy. Yeah, Spain against Italy, I believe. And Italy is winning four to three, and then seven seconds left, Spain scores. Wow, seven seconds. So it's four to four, and Italy. Then there's really no break between when a team scores. You can just automatically go on the counterattack. This dude, and it was number seven again, Lincoln's favorite player. Uh. This dude launches it from mid-pool. <laughs> Bam! He hits it with one second left. Oh, <laughs> here so, it is. If it you're screaming so, with us, you can watch. It was or... so exciting. I mean, we just went crazy. And uh, it, I, I, told, I was telling my kids, like, this doesn't happen in sports. Score was seven seconds uh-uh. to tie. And then score with one second to, to win, win it, it to win the bronze, and the crowd was just whipped into a frenzy. It, it, it was a really cool moment. What wasn't so cool is Lincoln at one point dropped his Coca Cola, and it was in a bottle, and so it got shook up. And then he opened it and just drenched the dude in front of us. Oh wow! <laughs> and and it, he clearly had never didn't have kids. It, he was not happy. And I, I understand. I understand, but you know, hey, I, I and I apologize profusely, but man, ha- have a little sort of grace here with this a seven-year-old. But I bet anyway. he was saying the exact opposite about <laughs> you and your seven-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose it could be viewed as that I my seven-year-old's out of control, and that's a reflection of his dad and and all that. Um, but, I'm not. I wasn't going that deep. But yeah. Anyway, it was it was a really cool event and uh, hard to find a seat there as well. And um, just uh, we just had fun. I mean, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed 
everything about the world games, Matt. And my kids did, uh, got exposed to um, a lot of different people, a lot, you know, from all around the world. Um, when we're watching Chinese Taipei, uh, I was able to explain the kids where that is and and uh, explain to them where France was, where Italy was, we're from France, uh, Belgium. And, um, you know, it was just uh, it, it was a wonderful experience and uh, really can't I don't have anything bad to say about the World Games at, at all. I mean, it, I think it uh, exceeded everything that I ex- every expectation I had. For Me sure. too. Uh, and I don't know if I necessarily underestimated Birmingham's strength and power and ability to pull this off. Maybe I did a little bit, but hey. Who gets who gets the most credit for that? You know, uh, it's hard. I mean, I know it takes a big group to do. To well, you know, it all started with Scott Myers and Edgar Weldon. So, I think you got to give them maybe the green flag coming out of the gate and kudos. But um, that list is very long. Yeah, certainly and, G- and, Gene Holman, yeah, uh, and Randall and Nick Woodfin, Sellers, Nick Sellers, um, yep, and all the event team members. And then maybe at the very top of the list, three thousand Birmingham volunteers. Dad, dad, let's give you a hand. Hey, we're going to Atlanta when we come back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A partially sunny sky this afternoon, scattered showers and storms around through the evening hours. The high today, 93, tonight's low, 73. For tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and thunderstorms by afternoon. The high at 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Taking time to beat. Lars Anderson and Matt Coulter in the studio with you, the fine studios of ABX. And we're joined now live in Atlanta. He has just in, enjoyed, is that a word that we could use? Uh, he has just listened to Brian Kelly. And then just before that, he was listening to the commissioner of the SEC, Greg Sankey. Uh, Ryan Fowler, Matt and Lars, how are you today? Man, I'm incredible. Uh, it's the unofficial kickoff of college football, and I think we're ready as we count it down. Was it 47 days away uh, from Alabama-Utah State and the rest of college football? It's been a long offseason for Alabama fans, and I know they're ready to kick things off, but we've had a bad taste in the mouth of those Alabama fans, and hopefully they can find a way to get it out in 2022. Brian, did you gather anything from Sankey that maybe surprised you or uh, perhaps just really impressed you? You know, he's he's always great in front of the mic. He, you know, the podium uh, is good. Uh, to me, his delivery is it's it's a little off, right? It's it's a little bit boring. Like you know, us radio, we go up and down, up and down. We're excited about some things, not so much others. He's just like even all the way across, and so you have to kind of you know not uh, put yourself to sleep a little bit. Uh, but the the content to me was that they were content on where they're at with 16 teams. Now, he's not going to give you anything uh, very, you know, un, 
committable to going to expand it beyond the uh, Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, I think he did use Super League a couple of different times. Uh, that was something that maybe grabbed me. We are already a Super League, I think was the word that uh, you know that that he put out there. Um, but he just he seemed very happy and content that he's with his 16 teams right now, and he feels you know maybe it's quality over quantity. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Um, thoughts on Brian Kelly and his uh, inaugural uh, trip to the SEC Media Days. How was he in his debut when he was up at the podium? Yeah, I thought he was good. And, and I agree with what you said about 15, 20 minutes ago. I think Brian Kelly, uh, here's the way I describe it. You guys remember ever, now listen, I was never a fast runner, so this doesn't really account for me. But do you remember those ankle weights that you would put on and you'd go out and run in the neighborhood? Do you guys remember those? Those mm-hmm. ankle weights, oh, yeah. and and you know, and, and my my 12 minute mile become like a 14 or 15 minute mile, and then you take those things off and you feel faster. That's the way I think Brian Kelly has been with recruiting restrictions at Notre Dame and the academic side. Not only do you have to go out and recruit, but you got to go out and get guys that you know that you can get in and that will be able to continue to maintain the academic standards that is Notre Dame. I mean, it's it's a difficult place. When you go to LSU, and I'm not saying that LSU is a drop in academics, but he's going to be able to do it different there. I also agree with what Lars said a couple of minutes ago. I think he's going to have a lot of success in Baton Rouge. I think the, the talent, when you look at per capita, I think at one time the state of Louisiana produced more talent per capita in the NFL than any other state out there. So that's going to be something that's just going to be natural for him to get that elite talent. Now, he's not going to be able to do it in year number one. Uh, you know, if they could probably get eight games, I think they would be satisfied. Uh, but just the building blocks uh, to be able to fit in uh, there, it seems like he's already off to a good start. Uh, but we know how this league can, you know, eat you up. Uh, so that's the other part is he's not going to be playing all the military academies. He's, there's no free wins out there in the Southeastern Conference, especially in the SEC West. Yeah, Ryan, I, I love it when people say or different media members, oh, he, he won SEC Media Day press conference. You know, who cares? To me, this is the biggest uh, non-event event uh, in all of sports. It, it is cool to be there and, and cover it. And what I've always enjoyed about it more than anything really is, is talking with other uh, media members who cover college right football there. full-time. And, and, and if I don't know if you've had a chance yet to do that. But um, if you have, what what are the big issues? I mean, of course, there's NIL, transfer portal, league expansion, all, all, all these different things. But what, what do you think is going to be sort of the, the number one topic? Maybe not even just at the SEC media days, but Big Ten media days, ACC media days, et cetera. Well, I would love for it to be something different, but I, I feel like the NIL is going to be the topic. I mean, it, it's it's now where everybody's looking because it's not just about NIL for players. It's about future recruits, and you got to be able to go in and convince that five-star, hey, we've got the best collective that we can possibly offer you, and even though they're not really supposed to get involved, well, let's not kid ourselves. It's happening all over college football. That's why you're seeing some of the – the, the teams that ha, have not had success, they're having success because they're able to go in that living room and convince a recruit, hey, you come here, we're going to take care of you. you. You're going to have a solid NIL deal. Even though I would love for it to be away from this, I feel like that all throughout the offseason, 
Think about how many times we've mentioned NIL and whether it's Jimbo Fisher versus Nick Saban. And, you know, I, I look at that as the topic, but I also say this. Nick Saban is the voice of college football. He'll have a message, and when he rolls in tomorrow morning, he's scheduled to be at the main stage at 9.05. He always has something on his mind. And I think where people miss it from time to time is I think that, listen, Nick Saban, his job is to care about Alabama. We, we understand that he's paid quite well to do that. But I also think that he cares about its authentic care. It's not just saying it. I really do think that he cares for the overall health of the game. And I think he'll address things that are on his mind. Now, will he go back to make the mistake uh, that he did back in the middle of May in Birmingham? I don't think he's going to stumble in that area. I think he's be, he'll be calculated. But there's always something that he brings up that maybe we're not paying attention to. Maybe it's NIL. Maybe it's something else when you look at uh, conference realignment. Uh, I know that one of the things that he mentioned is how this is going to impact the other sports, and he did that in Birmingham. He said, we're going to now, if we're going to focus on this, some of the other sports financially are not going to be able to sustain themselves. Is that a message? But Nick Saban will have something he always does. There's something that he'll bring to the table, and we'll probably be discussing it for the next two weeks. It's just kind of hard to forecast what that may be. Brian, on a, uh, a candid note, did anyone ask uh, Brian Kelly about his viral dance video um, and his accent? Well, there's two different rooms uh, that, that he makes the appearance, and he makes the appearance in the main room. I did not hear it there. It could have happened in another room. Uh, so I was not able to make it over there, uh, but but there's there's multiple different rooms. So he could have said it. I did not hear it in the main room. Uh, the southern accent was not on prominent display here. It, uh, he he sounded like my wife is from the state of uh, Indiana. Those those guys all have that midwestern little bit of a, a sound. So that that's what he sounded like to me. I didn't hear a lot of southern accent or even a little. Uh, Cajun twang in there, uh, like some of our great friends. And, uh, you know, I was talking to T. Bob Abear uh, a couple of minutes ago, and he's going to be on our show later this afternoon. Uh, he needs to give him a lesson in in in, in that Bayou talk because uh, he's got it. He's got it down pat. So, uh, but hey, it's it, it's what you do to fit in, right? I mean, they'll do anything to make a recruit feel comfortable and to be able to break some of those barriers down. Sometimes you got to blend in, and uh, I, I think in a lot of ways. That's what coaches now are doing. I mean, we even see Nick Saban doing things to maybe appear more human, uh, to, to not just be a robot, not to be programmed, <laughs> to kind of let loose, right? I mean, we're we're seeing that side, and I think Saban will continue to challenge uh, in that area. Now, I don't know when he's going to get on Twitter or Facebook, but, I mean, he's doing things that, that you would not expect. Uh, and I guess someone just hand me uh, – a, a quote here. It said, uh, "It said most important question of the day in your best Southern accent. What is your best or favorite food you've had since you've moved to Louisiana?" Brian Kelly responded. This was in another room. Understand now, I have a Boston Midwestern Louisiana accent in three dialects into one. <laughs> it's no longer family. I got all kind of stuff to throw out. So I guess he was asked about the Southern accent in one of the rooms. So I missed that part. <laughs> That's great. Doesn't um, sound like you missed much, to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, Ryan, yeah. real well, quick. Uh, we got about right, Just real quick, we got about a minute. Uh, expectations okay. for Lane Kiffin. Do you think he'll bring up anything interesting when he takes the podium this afternoon, the Ole Miss head coach? I love it. when he, Guys, he is such a media-friendly person. 
you know he's going to bring up something, right? He's going to look at his personality. It would be unlike Lane Kiffin to say something that did not grab our attention. So that's one that we always make an appointment uh, to see what's on Lane Kiffin. And he's coming up at 1.30 here local time, 2.30. I'm sorry, 2.30 here, 3.30 back uh, in the great central time zone. But I expect something good from Lane. Lane's a good guy that gets up on the stage and uh, tells you what he's thinking. You don't have to ask him. Hey, Ryan, did you get a complimentary can of Bush Beans, the new sponsor, the official beans of the Southeastern Conference? No, we, we haven't. We, we've had uh, eggs, uh-huh. bacon, and a, and a little bit of salsa. No, 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 no beans. No beans. Not yet, anyway. All right. It's got to be on the menu in the future. I love them. They're made in Knoxville, and they're now the official bean of the SEC. Hey, Ryan. We will sell we'll, uh, anything. Listen to we will you in sell about anything. an hour. In about an hour. Thank you, guys. You guys have a great show. Thank you. Uh, Ryan Fowler, he'll be on Tide beginning at 2 o'clock this afternoon. And you're listening to the Jay Barker Show. Back with the, the second hour here. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. It's delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. 
He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All righty, then, hour number two of the Jay Barker Show. Jay's taking a few days off. He'll be with us tomorrow because Saban's at the podium. Uh, but Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, right here with you in our wonderful AVX studios. Um, the show is being presented by the good folks at Top Golf and also driven by our friends at Sunny King Ford over in East Alabama. So please patronize the sponsors. They are literally the fuel that makes this show run. SEC Media Day is underway. Um, up first, of course, was the commissioner. Greg went on for about 45 minutes through Q&A. And uh, his, his largest concern, I, I think it is with everybody, Lars, is what are we going to do uh, about NIL and getting some sense of control over it? Yeah, and, um, you know, he said that he went up to Washington and, and met with uh, congressmen and, and senators, and um, but he was really not expecting anything immediate to get done because we're in midterm elections, and, and frankly, there's other uh, business that is far more important in the country right now. Uh, but he's laying the groundwork for, uh, for the future, and I think that's a good thing because ultimately – I believe that the solution to NIL and making sure that everybody's playing by the same rules, there's uniformity all across the states, all across the conferences, is there's got to be federal legislation. And uh, and if, if uh, and, I, and I think Sankey is he's taking the lead on that. And you know what? He's acting like the most powerful person in college football because he is. And I think he uh, uh, established that again today. And I know, uh, I understand what Ryan uh, Fowler was saying, that, you know, he has somewhat of a dry delivery. But, uh, hey, uh, when it comes to making uh, backroom deals and and getting things accomplished, uh, I would argue nobody's better in the country uh, than Greg Sankey. And, again, if you were to list the most powerful people in college football and college athletics, college, I would say college athletics, Sankey would be number one on my list. I don't think he'd be number one on anybody's list that has any sense, yeah. <laughs> to be brutally honest about it. But uh, then um, LSU's new head coach, former Notre Dame head man, Brian Kelly, took the podium. Uh, hadn't gotten any real great detail except the fact that he was asked about his accent and made a funny remark about that. Uh, one of the other things that, that is catching, it's catching a lot of media time. I don't think that anybody's sitting around over beers this afternoon talking about it. But I am pretty impressed about the SEC and their new deal with Bush Beans, the official bean of the SEC, because it's got media play on sites I would not have expected it to. Um, are you a bean guy? I am. I love black I can't beans. Think of one, I can't think of one I don't I love like. refried beans. You like navies? And- I, like na- I like all beans. I love oh, just... Man. You know, you're you're a Nebraska guy, but the longer I've been around you, the more I understand that you didn't adapt this as in your 16, 15 years in the South. You were kind of a Southern guy to begin with in your food habits. I think so. 
Um, I like I like meat. I like beans. Of course, see, corn on the cob. I would have thought, and I'd love barbecue. Yes, but I would have thought a, a Nebraska guy would be meat and tater guy. Yeah, but you love vegetables. Yeah. Um, I, I'm getting my tomato order in. By the way, so I'll bring. But you love tomatoes. I do. Um, a, a, a lot of things that are about the South. Anyway, I love tomato as a hand fruit. <laughs> I, I do the same. Or hand thing. vegetable. I and pe- say. Yeah, and, and I think technically it's a fruit. But is it? Yeah, I should know that. I, I think it is, but I really don't care. Uh, I'm about to go into a cooking and preparing frenzy. With my tomatoes. That being said, uh, back. Back to LSU. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about uh, Brian Kelly. Um, so just let's do an overview of what has happened with Brian Kelly at LSU since he took the job and uh, left Notre Dame. Um, he, uh, he 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 put together a pretty good uh, 2022 signing class, uh, and then he had one of the best transfer halls in, in the country. Uh, the 2023 class for LSU is surging. They're on a commitment hot streak right now. And um, we know from the past that, that Brian Kelly, he can recruit. And I know a lot of his stuff comes off as gimmicky, the dancing, the, the, uh, the affected accent. But and uh, and those weird clips with uh, those weird videos with, with creepy. players, creepy, yeah. But you know what? He's just uh, he's really good in the living room with mamas and daddies, and uh, that's who you got to win over. And then um, also you look at the players that he was able to convince to stay: star wide receiver Kayshawn uh, Boutte. Uh, uh, veteran quarterback Miles Brennan kept him out of the transfer portal. Uh, brought talented uh, running back uh, John Emery. He's back in the, in the fold. And then you just look at LSU's uh, roster. I mean, they, as always, ton of skilled players, uh, very talented uh, groups uh, on the on the perimeter with the wide receivers. Um, a really good defensive line. Uh, reloaded secretary, uh, secondary, uh, which has been beefed up with transfers. And I guess the biggest question is um, right now is, is do they have a quarterback? And Kelly is known for developing quarterbacks. I mean, that's his thing. And um, they have uh, Arizona State transfer Jaden Daniels. He's, he's a running threat. And Kelly likes those kind of players. Uh, he certainly liked dual threats when he was at Notre Dame. Um, but uh, Daniels in the spring game did not look good throwing the ball. So maybe it will be Brennan because Brennan looked pretty good in 2020 in in his three starts and then injuries derailed his career. Uh, Who knows if he can recapture that. Um, But uh, so LSU, they, they seem to have, they seem that the ingredients are, are quickly coming into place to build something special. And so, Again, that's the overview. So, Matt, your assessment of Brian Kelly and how he's going to fit into the SEC, and where would you put him in the pecking order of coaches in this league? Difficult to do that until they've played a couple of years in the SEC. But his credentials are are hard to argue with. People want to go to Notre Dame. Notre Dame appeared in two championship rounds, correct? Yeah. And won a game. In order to get to the thrashing they took from the University of Alabama. I I think the video is creepy. Uh, his attempt to talk like a Cajun was odd. 
But on the other side, you know, you got to do a little something different, you know? Uh, the main thing you can do is win, okay? But uh, you got to try a, a couple of new things, and I think he's doing that. But the bottom line in the whole thing at LSU is you're sitting a, in a melting pot of talent. It's all – if you could – you just get a few from outside the boundaries of Louisiana and then keep all the other guys look, – look how many players Alabama gets from Louisiana. You just get those guys, he can coach them up now, Lars. He can, I mean, you remember what he did at Cincinnati? Yeah, he was great. Uh, and even before then, I, I did a long story on him at Grand Valley State. Yeah. And, and they he won cons- two national championships? Two or three or four out of five or something. I, I forget. Uh, and I remember his quarterback, Kurt Ains, telling me that he came. And this was at Grand Valley a long time ago. And he said that uh, that Coach Kelly just got him from being a mediocre quarterback to an All-American quarterback at that level. And, um, you know, speaking of quarterbacks, outside of Jamarcus Russell, can you name an LSU quarterback of the last John, 20 years? Oh, you, you qualify. I mean, I Zach, trying to get Bird in there. Zach Mettenberger. Um, um, you know, J- Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. Okay. <laughs> He's my guy. Okay. Joe Burrow is my guy. I, um, but that, that I, last 30 I seconds of radio I, I should I, be, I can't believe I just overlooked Joe Burrow. That will never, ever happen again. But I, I thought last uh, year, I'll tell you uh, what, it, it won't go without remembering for quite a while. <laughs> um, I thought last year, Max Johnson, Brad Johnson's kid, uh, lefty. I thought he showed potential. Uh, but the offensive line was so horrible, and then and then Johnson did transfer to Texas A and M. I, I think that's a pretty big loss. But if Kelly can get the quarterback, he can get the quarterback. This team is going to be dangerous, and I think they'll be dangerous sooner rather than later. I uh, also think that one of the things he has not been able to do in the offseason couldn't keep Eli Ricks. And this guy's an all this guy's an all American. Yeah. He said, "I've seen a lot of uh, NFL scouts who I trust on their on their big board right now. He's a top ten NFL pick." Hey, the World Games were here. We've talked a little bit about it. Both Lars and I participated and attended. Steve Irvine from eighteen nineteen News did that as well, and is also a very very skilled college football writer as well. And we'll talk about the SEC on the other side of the break as you listen to the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A partially sunny sky this afternoon, scattered showers and storms around through the evening hours. The high today, 93, tonight's low, 73. For tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and thunderstorms by afternoon. The high at 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. On the Jay Barker Show, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and now joined by Steve Irvine, longtime Birmingham sports writer, 
And now with a relatively new group called 1819 1819 News Flash Sports. May have lost him there for a minute. I'm not really sure. Hey, Steve. We'll get him right back. Lars is here. I'm here. Your three little minions are here. Uh, and they are they are cute little they're cute little kids. They're very cute. It looks like a uh, tornado has swept through here. But uh, hey, I've seen this view before. Yeah, you've seen this movie before. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, but you know, you get them to clean it up. Everything everything will be fine. Yeah, they're really good at cleaning up. <laughs> well, they. Evidently, I've had a lot of I practice. Need, I need parenting help, man. No. <laughs> Steve Irvine is back with us now from 1819 News. Steve is Matt and Lars and the gang here at AVX on the Jay Barker Show. How are you? I'm doing good, fellas. How you on, Jay? Ah, it's a wonderful day. Wonderful day. Hey, um, we know that you went out and were a part and dealt with the World Games. Uh, Give us your overall view and maybe a grade on one to ten. Uh, well, my overall view was I was so just I was totally shocked on just how, how well it went, how the community not shocked how the community, but, but pleasantly surprised, I guess, how the community supported it. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm I hate to say this, but because I'm I usually want to you know uh, cut something down, but uh, I mean, I would give it a ten. I really would. I mean, I just think that. Um, as crazy as it sounds, it, it, it worked, and it worked really, really well. Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, closing ceremonies last night? Okay, I'll, I'll, give, it, I'll give it an eight or nine. Cause I'm, not, I'm not a closing ceremony or opening ceremony type of guy. Um, you know, I, I think those things are, are you know great for people who like it. I, they're just so over the top, you know, and uh, – so, so I I wasn't a fan of those, but I know a lot of people that were a fan of them, and uh, it was it was well done for for over the topness, you know. Uh, you know, obviously there were some few glitches here and there, but um, you know, uh, if, if you like that kind of thing, I thought it was well done. Did uh, any event that you, you you can't attend all of them? Uh, although I think Lars and his family tried. Um, was there an event that stood out, one that you attended or not? Well, I, I tell you, the one that I, I just absolutely love the most was sumo wrestling. I, I thought that was tremendous. I mean, it was, uh, it just was, it, it, it was above and beyond what I thought it was going to be. Uh, you know, I thought it was great. I, you know, I really didn't have many bad ones. You know, I think most of them, you know, the, the ultimate frisbee or flying disc, you know, I kind of went to that thinking it was a gold medal game. I thought, well, you know, I'll go see it. And just the atmosphere there and just the, I mean, it was tremendous. I mean, it was just tremendous. And that was one I didn't think would be very good. Uh, you know, I mean, I didn't think I'd love, but, but I did. And, uh, you know, and, but it, just that, you know, I love the, the, uh, canoe polo game. That was tremendous. Um, just, they were all great. I mean, I hate, I, you know, again, I hate to be so happy about it because I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a normally happy guy, but, uh, but so okay. core fall, okay. I, thought, I, thought, I thought core fall was great. You know, um, floor hockey, you know, I thought, well, floor hockey, that's, you know, that's not going to be fun. And it was, I mean, I just think, I think that it was, and, and part of it was, I would say is part of it was because it, it's different stuff and, and it's stuff that you don't see. And it's the first time you're seeing it, you know, the, the the tenth time I see a core fall game, 
it might it might bore me to tears. But 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 because I only saw three or four of them, I you know I thought they were very exciting. You know, Steve, as a general rule, if you're a sports writer for more than 20 years, you have to be cynical, okay? I know. <laughs> just, uh, the glass is always that. half empty. <laughs> um, I know, I know. That's, all right, that's so, what's killing me at this way. <laughs> I know. So it's hard to throw around platitudes. I, I hear you. Um, so the coolest event I went to was, uh, and I think Matt will back me up on this, was canopy piloting. Where I, I didn't have, I had no expectations, and I was just absolutely blown away. Uh, I'd never even heard of it, uh, you know, uh, to, uh, about an hour before I went to it. Uh, but was there any event that uh, that uh, that uh, we here in the United States uh, don't know anything about uh, that you covered? You're like, wow, this is awesome. I, I tell you, the one that the one of them that jumps out to me is the uh, the speed climbing or sport climbing or whatever they call it, where they climb that big wall over Spots Furnace. You know, to me, it was it, you know going into it, I thought, you know, they're climbing a wall. You know how, how you know how how exciting could that be? And <laughs> the, the the way as quick as they got up that wall, it was fascinating. It was absolutely fascinating to see this. You know, the the, the uh, girl that won, uh, you know, one one of the uh, young women that, that won one of the races, you know, she's like 18, 19 years old, and she climbed that wall in, I think it was seven point something seconds, like between seven and eight seconds. And and, and it's a 50-foot wall. You know, it's got like, I mean, it's, it was incredible. I mean, it was incredible to watch. And again, you know, the, the sport, the, the definition of the sport is uh, the competitor climbs the wall. Well, you know, that's not, that, doesn't really, that doesn't really draw you in. But uh, but it, but it really was it was it was fascinating to, to watch that. So I think that was one of them that, that jumped out to me. Steve Irvine from eighteen nineteen News is on the Jay Barker Show. Steve, what will this build forward for Birmingham, um, or is, will it just be a really really fond memory for those of us that, that were around it and observed it? Well, I, I think it builds. I mean, I think it builds for Birmingham. I, I think it shows that, uh, you know, as a community, you know, we can come together and have have the bigger events and have a big event of, of something that, you know, of that magnitude. Uh, you know, and I think it also not only builds and shows people outside of Birmingham that, you know, that we can handle, that we can do something like this. I think it also builds confidence within the community that, that we can do this. I mean, there were so many people. I was very skeptical. I mean, I, you know, come on now. I mean, I mean, you can't say you weren't. Most people probably were, uh, but but just to see the way it, it, it came about and uh, and to see, you know how how flawless it looked from the outside. Now that doesn't mean it flawless from you know uh, it certainly wasn't flawless from the inside. I'm sure. I'm sure there's stuff we never that we haven't seen. But but to to, to look at it and, and kind of see how flawless it looked, I think going forward it it, it really it really helps. Not, again, not only the confidence of of ourselves as, as citizens of Birmingham, but also for people outside Birmingham saying, you know, hey, we can do this type of thing, man. You know, it's so impressive, uh, the crowds that turned out and uh, really was a reminder and, and reinforced to me that Birmingham is uh, one of the most sports crazed cities in the United States and really, I think, a, a, an ideal fit for the for the world games. And, and Matt and I were talking earlier are there two or three people that you can point to that you can really give credit 
for just pulling this whole thing off. Uh, and, and uh, you know, everyone I've talked to who, have, who has covered it, uh, who's been objective, uh, has said, hey, Birmingham, uh, it, it's an A, an A+. plus." I mean, it, it went off really, really well. Crowds were great. Security was great. Volunteers were great. Uh, and I think the athletes were very appreciative of the fact that uh, that uh, so many people came out and saw them. Um, and, 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 and in talking to a, a few of the athletes, even over in Europe, they don't have hardly anybody come see them uh, perform. And uh, they're getting bigger crowds here than, uh, you know, than in, in France and England. But who would you give the, the majority credit to, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to just pulling this whole thing off? And I know you probably can't single out one person. Yeah, I, I think, you know, yeah, that's, it's hard to single out people, but, but I, I will say this. I will say that with Nick Sellers, the job Nick Sellers and, and Jonathan Porter did is, is, you know, really the top two guys of, of, of getting the right people in place. You know, I, again, I name all the right people, it, it's hard to do, but I think the one thing they did was they really, I mean, really put together a perfect team to do this. You know, and, 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 and as you know, I mean, in any team, it's, it's hard to name everybody. And some people, you, you know, you've never heard of it or as important as, as the top guy. But, you know, I, I will think that those – I do say those two guys, you know, Nick Seller, got the border. I, I think, again, putting the right people in place was, was so important in this because it, it's, such a, it's such a fractured thing. You, you know, there's stuff going on everywhere. Uh, there's, you know, there's just so many pieces you have to put together in, in, in this puzzle that, that if you, if, if, if you put the wrong person in place in one place, then, then, then you're in trouble. You know, uh, the whole thing's in trouble. And, and so, so I think, you know, those two guys, you know, I give a lot of credit to that, that again, having, having a tremendous team and, uh, you know, together they all, they all, they all pulled it, pulled it, uh, you know, together and, and really put on a fantastic event. Steve, thank you for being so generous with your time. Tell Ray Mellick we said, hey, and uh, we will do this again often. Yeah, and next time, give me a service I can complain about. All right? Give me something that I can, I can be the old sports writer <laughs> with. Uh, <laughs> Steve, you have an open invite to come into yeah, the studio. Yeah, really. We'd love to have you in. Right here in Homewood. Oh, Come man. in here and gripe about anything you want. You just let me know when I'll be there. Right. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Uh, really good writer. Really, really good guy. Oh, Hey, let's jump back into the SEC media days. We'll talk about a couple of the teams that will have their head coach appear at the podium. Uh, talk a little bit about Kiffin, not much about Eli Drinkwitz. I also want to take uh, at least one full minute and salute and congratulate a local broadcaster when we get back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. 
preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Back on the Jay Barker Show with Lars, Matt, 
Alex here as well. Many of you uh, may have read this on AL.com or have uh, seen it on uh, BRC was one of the television stations I knew the story on this. But I met Kurt Bloom, I think, the first game he ever did in Birmingham. But uh, he has been the longtime voice of the Birmingham Barons and a finer fellow you're not going to discover. Uh, he's just a great guy and loves his job, loves Birmingham, even though I believe Kurt was uh, originally from the New York area. He's a big Yankees fan, always wanted to be the next Mel Allen. Uh, but he came to Birmingham and found a very, very place, did a very, very good job. And over the past couple of days, he uh, he got the call up, you know, literally. Like you, you bring a guy from double-A up to the majors um, to perform at that level. And uh, he's doing play-by-play for the Chicago White Sox. I know that he did He did one yesterday afternoon. I, I sent him a quick text. He didn't want to bother a guy that is literally um, preparing for the games of his life. So uh, I, th- I thought that was very, very cool and just wanted to make that note here on the Jay Barker Show. All of you that are involved in broadcasting, at, uh, don't ever give up, man. He'd been the uh, Barons double-A play-by-play announcer for, I think, 30 years, um, and he got the call up. He did the game yesterday. I honestly don't know. I searched around. I, d- I don't know if it was just for a short amount of time or a long amount of time, but uh, more importantly, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Kurt Bloom, voice of the Barons, voice of the White Sox. That that was an incredible thing to hear, and in fact, it was Tony Curry that brought it up last week. I, I had not heard about it. But uh, he is in contact with Kurt a little bit more than I am. Great way to go, Kurt Bloom. Call up to the White Sox. Uh, other notes over the weekend that we have not yet gotten to. I uh, guess this popped up on my Twitter feed that um, maybe just yesterday. Justin Haynes. You heard of him? Bama fans? Running back uh, from Buford, Georgia, has committed to Alabama. Some, you know, how they have all, all the surveys that they do and the research that they do and, uh, you know, five-star or whatever. There, were, uh, there was at least one publication that said this was the number one running back in the country. Now, this one I just looked at, this is for the class of 2023. This one I just looked at said he was the number 48 pick overall. It didn't specify where he was in the list of running backs. But he's 5'9", like 210. Love the quote from him. He said, I believe I can do it all. I can run between the tackles. I can run outside. I can uh, catch the ball out of the backfield. I can return punts, kicks. So uh, he really, uh, I like the fact that he had that amount of confidence. I wish he'd said, uh, I can pick up the blitz. If you can't do that, probably not going to get a lot of playing time at the University of Alabama. But this kid looked so talented. And the first couple of clips I looked at him went, man, he just steamrolled that safety. And the next one I looked at, he just juked that safety and then went 40 yards for the touchdown. So uh, he indeed was very impressive on videotape and uh, now will be a part of Alabama's commitment class of 2023. Hey, the All-Star game. Huh? Alex, I'm going to bring you in because we're going to need to do your segment here in a minute anyway. Plus, if we turn your microphone on, we can we can hear the show better. Alex, did you have a nice weekend? 
I did. What'd you do? If I may ask. Uh, it's uh, worked. Uh, kind of laid around. Went to interview uh, my step grandfather, uh, Tom Banks. Did you? Uh, Tom's, as you know, Tom's a very, very good friend of mine. Former All Pro, played with the Stallions. He was with Auburn. Uh, did you go do that in person? I did. He's, yeah, he's a great, funny guy, isn't he? Yeah. He's got the greatest laugh of anyone I have ever interviewed in my life. So let that be on the record, okay? So, anyway, will you make an effort, Alex, to watch the Major League All-Star game? I can't say I will, but I'll try to. Do you ever want to have children in your life? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> If you can hear three uh, large children, hey, they've been great for two hours. They're uh, they're just getting a little antsy. Um, so if you're not really sure if you're going to watch the actual game tomorrow, will you not make an effort at all to watch Home Run Derby? I'll definitely watch that. Really? I so will. it's the uh, pageantry and uh, peripheral, if you will. What? Why? Why? Because I'm I, I've gone the other way on Home Run. Home run derby. I, I don't know. It's just kind of fun to watch these guys hit the home runs. And Ronald Coon is in it, so uh, there's definitely something. Oh, uh, yeah. What did it end up? Six Braves made the All-Star team? Two pitchers and four position players. One was a DH. Pretty darn impressive. Yeah. Kind of think Ozzy would have made it had he not been injured. But uh, I know you're a Hawks fan. Are you a pretty big Braves fan, too? I just recently got into watching baseball like a couple of years ago. So, I mean, I'm trying to get into it more and more. Well, the, the Braves are the team I watch the most. Good. Because you must address it always as the perfect sport. I'm just kidding. I've loved baseball since I first picked up a bat and glove a ball. It's just, I loved it. Loved it very much. Uh, one of these days now, if you stay in this business, Alex, you will be called upon. Go to the SEC media day. Have you ever thought about that and what you would do and how you would present yourself? I would definitely be starstruck with all the coaches, especially if I'm there with Nick Saban. You would. Uh... All right. Let's say this year. Good, good, quest, good question. Good test for you. You're in a big room. Saban's up there. He's taking questions. You keep up with Alabama football. You keep up with sports, obviously. You're in the sports broadcasting business. What question would you ask him? You know, I'd have to ask him about the, the Alabama Collective and how that's progressing. You know what he's going to say. I mean, it's got to be asked at some point. It does, but he's going to say, I'm not bothered. I'm, that's not my department. I don't know how he'll word it. Uh, well, all right, how about Alabama's football team for 2022? What would you ask? Uh, I'd asked him who uh, who's been who's been standing out in uh, I guess the spring and summer workouts. Uh, I always like to know what, and this is something coaches don't like to answer because they don't want to give a kid a big head or talk too much about the young guys. I always want to know who. In in a follow up to your question, what are the young kids we? haven't really heard about or seen much of that are going to make a difference. And every year, Alabama has somebody like that that steps up. We uh, 
We'll soon see. All right, if you were to ask Brian Harson any question, what would it be? What's the quarterback job looking like? Yeah, I think that one, we will have to answer that question time and time again. All right, if, uh, one more and I'll, we'll go on to your, uh, to your segment. What would you have asked Greg Sankey? Uh, hmm. I had to ask him about. I mean, I had to ask him about the UCLA USC thing, probably, and what his thoughts are about that. And he was, he actually addressed that before he was asked about it. But I was amazed. Lars mentioned earlier, uh, he didn't know about. It. And there's a difference between him saying, "Uh, kind of took me by surprise," leading to that maybe he knew about it in advance. But the way I heard it. He really didn't know. It took me by surprise, too. Alex's amazing anecdotes are coming up on the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A partially sunny sky this afternoon, scattered showers and storms around through the evening hours. The high today, 93, tonight's low, 73. For tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and thunderstorms by afternoon. The high at 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Jay Barker show with Lars, Matt, Alex Bauman, and hear the voices of small children in the background. That's uh, Sarah, April, and Lincoln have been in the studio. Uh, before we get to the AAA, uh, I asked Alex in the last break if he'll make an effort to watch the All Star Game and particularly tonight home run derby. Will I, you? No, absolutely not. You just no interest. You want him to keep it on in the background? No. Will you let Lincoln watch? And see <laughs> yes, budding, I will. Budding baseball it, no, star? You know what? It, it will be on in the background. Um, it's just never interested me. I think when it came... Never? When it first originated or yeah. came back, then, yeah, I, I was really... Uh, I, I was fascinated by it. I mean, does that go back to, like, McGuire and Conseco? Even and, before that, it went back to Aaron and Robinson. But didn't it go away for a while? Yeah, but that was before we were born. Well, Um, no, maybe it came back in the 60s, so I would have been around. But are you you talking about the Home Run Derby or the actual game? Home Run Derby. Uh, Maybe it did go away for a couple of years. Uh, It's back, and uh, it's too complicated and too long. And uh, That's the thing. I I don't understand the rules. And, and it's like NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the rules. Uh, uh, Bush Clash, uh, All Star Race. I remember talking to a NASCAR driver, and he literally told me he did not understand uh, the scoring system. Uh, I don't understand the scoring system for the playoffs because uh, it's when they li- that's not worth going into. Alex is up next with Alex's awesome anecdotes. What do you got? 
Uh, Florida QB Anthony Richardson says he will no longer use the AR-15 nickname due to its a connection with the uh, uh, rifle that has been used in mass shootings recently. And he's transitioning to simply using just the initials AR. Okay. I think that's um, a good move. It's a great move. Smart move. Um, otherwise, he'd have ended up with a big AR-15 NIL deal. Yeah. No, I, I think there are certain restrictions. I don't know if you could do that or not. That I wouldn't know. But uh, um, but I think it, they it, do it stay shows, away from alcohol, casinos, that kind of thing. It shows a degree of sensitivity on the young man yep. and the young man's part, and uh, I applaud him for doing that. Good one, Alex. Do you have a second? I do. On Sunday, the Portland Trailblazers defeated the New York Knicks 85-77 to to win the 2022 Summer League Championship. And former Mountain Brook and LSU standout Drennan Watford was awarded the title game MVP, and he finished with 19 points and 7 rebounds. Good player. Um, I think I did every one of his championship games for 7A down at the Civic Center. What's what's the ceiling for him in the NBA, Matt? Um, I don't know. Jeez, uh, he, he had talent. I mean, he has talent. He reminded me a lot of John Kelly. Because uh, he could shoot, dribble, drive, do you know, do those things, play a little defense, get rebound. But I'm I'm kind of surprised, Petty. Did I say Kelly? I do that all the time, John Petty. But uh, you know, he was kind of a summer league superstar too. But yeah, uh, both these guys probably could have stayed out another year. Could have stayed in another year. Yeah, absolutely. And pro- may not have been in the summer league. Although, uh. I know, Trenton, you can help me out here, Alex. Didn't Trenton play some in the NBA this past year? He did. Alex, what do you think of his game? I think he needs a lot of work, but I think the Trailblazers are going to be helpful with that in the G League and stuff. Where does he need work? Um, probably perimeter shooting the most just because of the way the game is nowadays with everything from being around the perimeter. You're right. I mean, if you can't hit a 24-footer, and even if you're 6'11", you may have trouble finding a spot on an NBA squad uh, just because the, the the Golden State Warriors have fundamentally changed how the game of basketball is played in the United States. And uh, it, it, I think it really resembles more the European game. That's why you have the Turkey Whiskies uh, coming over. Uh, and, I mean, go back to Tony Kukoc, right? Six uh, six eleven. Oh, um, both player. Yeah, six eleven. Able to hit threes. Um, so, if I had, uh, you know, none of my kids are going to be six eleven. But um, if I had a kid who I knew was going to be um, uh, really tall, I would not have him working with his back to the basket at a young age. I, I would have him working on dribbling, 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 dribbling. And I've, and I've talked to some youth league coaches about that. What's the one thing you would do uh, when I, I ask, you know, what, what can I do to develop Lincoln as a, as a basketball player? Because he loves basketball. He, he's a good shooter already. He's, and he said dribbling with, with his weak hand. Work on his left-handed dribbling as a, a seven-year-old. Alex, do you have a third? I do. Uh, over the weekend, LeBron James played in the Drew League. Uh, for the first time since the 2011 NBA lockout, and he scored 42 points and had 16 rebounds and a win. Uh, they they had it. They trailed by six points entering the fourth quarter, but they eventually came back. Uh, Kyrie Irving was expected to play, but in his fashion, didn't show up. 
the Drury Commissioner, yep. Dino Smiley, uh, commented and said, I don't know. They're pretty sure he was coming, but you know how Kyrie is. I guess he changed his mind in the middle of it. And what what league was this? I'm sorry, it's, I'm not familiar. The Drew League. It's like a the league for like older players, to, just to keep in shape over the summer, just get some ball in. Um, and they don't go a hundred percent. You know, it's like uh, like the All Star game. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And um, boy, I, you know, there's again, the Lakers are constantly on ESPN. It's all they talk about is the Lakers, one of the worst teams in the NBA. Uh, I guess it's good for business, but uh, the speculation, what's Kyrie going to do? What's uh, Russell Westbrook? What's his status? And, man, it was like breaking news on ESPN this morning that Westbrook fired his agent. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, who cares? Westbrook is uh, an over-the-hill player. He got old before our eyes last year. And uh, I know that that there's a, been a lot of talk that Kyrie could somehow end up with the Lakers. I have no idea how they could manipulate the salary cap to actually make that work. But, um, you know, LeBron James, and, and also LeBron, he did have some interesting comments. He said, I wish I was a golfer sometimes or a tennis player because my will to win is so uh, uh, intense. And I see some of my teammates they don't have that same attitude. And that shows you the level of frustration that LeBron has with his Laker teammates. And the only reason I know this is because ESPN plays it in an endless loop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ESPN needs to just stop. All right, we're ENBA. They, especially the in the morning. The and then, you're the right. The Knicks are the worst team why in the, the Knicks, Why would you talk about the Knicks? Uh, I don't know. Because Stephen A. loves the Knicks. I don't know. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, for the most part, though, I like Stephen A. You know, he's, he's grown on me. Uh, me too. He has. And, and one of my really good friends who I worked with at Sports Illustrated, David Sabino, um, uh, was sort of Stephen's information guy. And he just he, he, he's emphasized to me several times that Stephen is a really, really good guy. Really good guy. I can Although that. one time we did play in a media pickup game before the NBA Finals, and Steven was guarding me, and he called a charge on me in pickup ball. The ultimate no-no. You never call a charge in pickup ball. Was it? No. Okay. Well, of course you're going to say that. What a dumb <laughs> question. My bad. But hey. have you ever called a charge in pickup ball? I don't know that I've ever called a block or a charge. The only thing in pickup ball is you... Hi, this is Wes McClellan.